And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Mindy Loftus, who has a trans-dimensional relationship with her husband on the other side, and today we're going to talk about it. Mindy, thank you for joining me, and welcome. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. It's, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Mindy, let's start with what happened with your husband and go from there. Sure. Uh, it was um, October 2019 on a absolutely beautiful, warm October day and <clears throat> nothing out of the norm. My husband was working. I, he had had inventory that week and it was a stressful week for him. And I waited for him to come home a few days earlier. We had just put up a beautiful gazebo in the backyard that was brand new. We did a bunch of things around. Um, he put in shrubs for me. We took brush down behind the fence in my backyard. We did a bunch of things. So I was kind of excited. We had bought furniture for the, for the gazebo. And he came home that afternoon, which felt like a normal afternoon. Um, we sat outside in the gazebo for a little bit. It was so beautiful out. We had a drink out there. We planned, he planned a barbecue. I'm not a meat eater, but he was. And long story short, um, what turned out, what I thought was going to be a just a nice normal night literally turned out to be one of the hardest and most difficult nights of my life because four hours later, about four hours later, my husband um, ended his life in our home. Um, unfortunately, I was standing just a few feet from him and our animals as well, uh, were sitting on the couch next to him. And it was as if time stopped. It was, there are no words to describe it. And it was an extremely traumatic, uh, emotional, hard time for me, um, my family, his family. And uh, I, that's basically the backstory of that. Um, not to get into too much about that, because honestly, Jeff, that would be a whole nother show. But I went through a long time of um, many, many challenges. Um, grief and trauma are just the worst human emotion there is. It beats you down. And I went to a place that was so dark and so deep that I didn't even know existed. And it took it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of, um, you know, my close friends. Um, uh, again, um, not long after my husband crossed over, we were thrown into the pandemic, which was really hard for me because now it was, I was grieving. I was, I struggled with PTSD. And now I was being isolated from my family and friends, and it just made it that much harder for me. But the flip side of that was I was here and alone, and I had no choice. I had no choice but to 
figure out how I was going to survive. Um, I did spend two, about two years in grief counseling with a wonderful counselor who um, had lost her husband as well that way. Um, a little, her story was different than mine, actually. She actually told me that mine was the worst possible scenario. Um, so I did have a grief counselor and um, that was really hard for me, but it really helped me to be able to talk to someone who understood what I was going through. And, um, but during the isolation and all that, it just kind of threw me into, okay, I'm here now, I'm alone. How do I go through this? How do I get through this? And I started to read many, many books. Um, I watched many podcasts. I did webinars. I um, did things with the Shift Network, with different, um, you know, uh, evidential mediums, well-known ev evidential mediums. And I just threw myself in. I threw myself in as much as I could to learning as much as I could about the afterlife, um, how to connect, how to raise my vibration, what I could do. And I really, and it was good because I was alone, you know, and it was really good for me to be able to focus on something that I could do because I knew that my husband wasn't gone. I knew he wasn't from the very beginning, but it was hard because I was so deep in grief. Um, and grief is so heavy, Jeff, it's so heavy. And it's hard sometimes to make that connection when you are that heavy in, in the throes and especially in the early days on. Um, so that's, that's kind of how it started for me. But so literally within days after my husband crossed the veil, um, things started happening like, uh, one of the first things were telephone conversations with his sister or my sister or whatever. We would get this crazy static that would come over the phone that not a static that I've ever heard in my life. You know, everybody once in a while in your life, you have some kind of a static or a, a connection on um, a bad connection on a phone call. It was nothing like that. This was it was just a different sound. I've never I'd never heard it before. And it started coming in to, in two, like it would, it would happen and then it would stop and it would happen again. And it would always be like in a double sequence. And it's, this started to happen like frequently. And it was usually with people like my sister or his sister or um, not everybody. It didn't happen with everybody, but it happened with certain people. Um, I had things like my computer, would just make the loudest, craziest noise that I ever heard. And it's never done it since, but it did it in the beginning. It would shut down with errors, but it would just make this crazy sound. Sometimes I would be on the phone with someone and all of a sudden I would hear this loud noise and they, I could hear them calling and saying, Mindy, Mindy, and I would, I would talk, but they obviously couldn't hear me. I could hear them, but they wouldn't hear me. These are just some of the beginning things that started happening early on. Also, um, when we had uh, the memorial for my husband, um, 
he was cremated and those were his wishes. Uh, we had people here sitting at my house um, like the day before and the day after. And all of a sudden the hi-hats in my kitchen were blinking <laughs> and they were just blinking. And it wasn't just me noticing, it was, you know, there was probably six or seven people in the kitchen at the time. So we all got to see that. And as time went on, I have to tell you, he burnt out like every hi-hat in my kitchen. I've had to replace every one of them, some of them more than once. Um, also, I was getting like uh, in, in my bathroom, um, the fixtures in my bathroom, in, in my bedroom would absolutely, it was like Hayden Planetarium. It was like a light show going on in my, I'd never seen anything re resemble this ever in my life, never. Did I see a light bulb do what my light bulbs were doing? It was, it was crazy. So, you know, those are the kind of things that started early on. Um, dream visits. Actually, my sister was the first one. So my sister doesn't travel a lot. She has a really bad back and she sleeps in a recliner and she did come for me, which I was grateful. And, uh, so she had to sleep in a recliner and after my husband passed, they had to remove the couch from my upstairs loft because that's what he was sitting on at the time of his passing. And I had the matching recliner. So we pulled it in my bedroom and my sister slept in my bedroom the first few days while she stayed with me. And the first night that she stayed, <clears throat> well, we really weren't getting much sleep at all, but she she did have a visit and I'm almost positive it was a visit. My sister and I both have, um, we both have very intuitive and psychic abilities. We always have. I just haven't really played with them over the years. She was a little more into it than me, but after my husband's transition, it cracked me wide open. So she had a, visit dream the first night he was in the bedroom with us he was standing right next to her over the recliner and he said to her is that chair comfortable and she said no not really because <laughs> it wasn't she said he walked past her sat down or laid down i'm sorry laid down on the bed next to me on his side to this day, I still sleep on my side and I have never slept on his side yet. Um, so things like that, things like that started to happen. Um, you know, she had the first dream visit. Mine came just a little bit after that. Um, I made like little notes for myself, Jeff, because sometimes I forget things. So, because there was so many things that happened and they may not be in the exact order. Um, but after, oh, so in the very beginning, when he first passed, I had a hawk feather that I had found. I've always been fascinated by birds of prey and, you know, birds in the wild. And my husband, you know, he knew that. I used to watch hummingbirds and take videos and photographs of them. So I had a hawk feather that I found probably 15 years ago. I've lived here in this house about 16 years now. And it's very rare that you find a hawk feather. So 
right when he first passed, um, my sons and I had to come up here to my my office here where my computer uh, my printer is to print off a lot of paperwork because there was a lot of paperwork that had to be done afterwards. And no one mentioned, no one saw anything, but later that day I'd come upstairs and I was alone in the room. And when I walked in, the hawk feather was on the ground. Now it had never fallen off before. It was laying on my this bookshelf here and it had never fallen off before. There was no air conditioning blowing. There was no window open. There was nothing air that would have blown it off. Um, so I asked my, I asked my boys, you know, later on if they had seen it and they didn't remember seeing it. The next day I had a friend here, um, who came for my husband's memorial from, um, British Columbia. And we came up to this room here because I wanted to give her one of my dad's wood carvings. And we came in the room and the hawk feather was on the floor again. Now I had picked it up and put it back and it was on the floor again. So I picked it up and I put it back and I was like, wait a minute, that's crazy. When she left, I literally put it back. I mean, I, I literally opened this door here and slammed it as hard as I could, you know, to create like um, um, a breeze. I must have slammed it seven times. That hawk feather did not move. It, it never moved. So that was that was crazy. That was in the very beginning. Very shortly after his transition, I started receiving feathers. <laughs> now, when I tell you I've received feathers, I have gotten at least 500 feathers in the last three years. On It doesn't matter where I am. When I walk in the morning, um, they're usually right in my path, like I can trip over them. Sometimes they're just a little on the side. Sometimes there's one, sometimes there's seven. I have gotten so many feathers, Jeff, that I'm talking so many that I've had to do things, but everybody said, you have to make something with them. You have to do something with them. So what I did was I made probably about four or five memory boxes and gave you know one or two as gifts and the other ones I have displayed downstairs. But I have just, it, it didn't matter if I'm in the store and I walk outside, there's one in front of me. If, when I was in California and taking my walk in the morning, I would find them on the street. I had just all the time and it would happen almost every day. And this went on for the first, oh goodness. I would say the first three, he's, he's transitioned now three, three years and a couple of months now. October, 2019. So um, I don't get as many now as I used to. I, I think he thinks I've had enough. <laughs> I think he's given me enough. So, but I, um, and all the feathers that I had received, I, I always wanted a blue one. And we don't have a lot of blue uh, birds of, with blue colors here. We have blue birds. And we get, typically we'll get blue jays maybe once or twice a year here. You don't see them all the time. And I kept asking for a blue feather. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I belong to a, a group. It's a Love After Life group. And we all 
believe that we continue. We, we still continue with our partners, even if that they're across the veil and that we continue this transdimensional relationship with them. And it's through um, signs, uh, synchronicities, um, you know, meditation, mediumship, all of it. Uh, because we believe that death, death is not the end. And I have had enough experience to know now and enough signs and gifts from my husband to know that it's not the end. I can say that I believe that 110%. And so I had been asking for one um, and I never found a blue feather. And it was towards our anniversary, a, a little before that, I kept asking and asking for a blue feather. So I put it out there to the group. We do a Zoom once a week and I put it out there to the group about the blue feathers and how much I really wanted one, never got one. And one day I was on the phone with a girlfriend of mine who still lives in New York. And she, we were talking about the blue feather thing. And she was in her backyard at the time. As we're talking, she finds this beautiful blue jay feather right there. She never sees them before. Just it's standing right there. And she's like, I think this is for you. So she, she ended up, she ended up sending it to me. After that, honestly, to make a really long story as short as possible, what started happening was, so through the group that I belong to, a lot of times people have like their, their partners across the veil. Sometimes they have, um, I don't know how to explain it, shared experiences. Like people sometimes will get a dream for somebody in the group from their spouse or their loved one. What started to happen was some of the people in my group would literally go outside in the morning and right there in front of them would be these blue, blue jay feathers that they'd never seen before and never found. And that wasn't one of those um, signs that they had with their partner, let's just say, because everybody has different things. You know, you've had enough guests on to know that they'll tell you, oh, I get dragonflies, I get butterflies, I get coins, I get, mine was feathers from the very beginning. So I've had three different people from the group, one from Texas, one from California, and one from Arizona, all three who have gotten feathers, who have absolutely mailed them to me, who know beyond a shadow of a doubt through, from their partner and their spouses, that those feathers were meant for me. And, and it's a knowing. I know, you know, people say, oh, that, that, that could just be, you know, coincidence. It's not coincidence. It's, it's an absolute synchronicity because we're sharing it through the group. And what happens is our partner, if, if our loved one can't get a message to you for whatever the reason is, they will use other people and other ways that they can get it to you, whether it's a sign, a message, um, a gift, whatever. And I truly believe that my, that's what my husband was doing. And it turned out to be that I received about 20 blue jay feathers from all over. Uh, towards the end, <clears throat> my sister, who didn't really know anything about the blue feather thing, was 
looking for a birthday gift for me last this past August. And she only knew about maybe one, maybe one of the stories of the feather. She didn't know about all the other ones that were, because some of them didn't come yet, some of them came. And she was on uh, Amazon Googling uh, a gift card for me for my birthday. She said in the corner of, you know how sometimes when you're on like Amazon, sometimes there will be like advertisements that pop up. She said there was nothing on there. It was just gift cards. And she's scrolling to pick the one for me. She said all of a sudden in the corner of the page pops this up. Now, I don't know if you can see it, Jeff. Tell me if you can see that. Mm -hmm. It says the blue feathered soul. Right. And there's, um, it's a necklace with a blue, blue jay. And it has a beautiful poem that's written. That's I actually cried my eyes at when I read it. This pops up in the corner of the screen. Nothing else. Just that. And my sister, just she just has a knowing. And she says, Keith wants me to, he wants me to buy that for you for your birthday. She had no intention of getting anything but the gift card. And this popped up. Now, it could have been a cardinal. It could have been a yellow bird. It could have been anything. It could have been any, any kind of bird, but it wasn't. It was a blue jay. So that was pretty crazy. She ended up sending it to me. And I opened it up and... You know, she put a card and she said the gift cards for me and the necklaces from Keith. <laughs> so it was it blew me away, really. Um, <clears throat> just things like that, you know, just just amazing things like that that have happened. Um, Christmas, I was buying little bracelets from uh, Alex Anani, which is a company that makes these little bracelets. And I was buying for friends and there was one that I saw that had a blue jay on it. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. I want that. But I'm like, no, I don't have the money. I'm buying for other people. This isn't about me. This is about Christmas gifts for everybody else. So a couple of weeks later, I get this in the mail from a good friend of mine. It's the exact bracelet that I went on that I wanted to buy for myself. And I said, you know what? I'll buy it another time. The exact, the exact bracelet came right after. So these are synchronicities. They're, they're just all synchronicities. And um, <clears throat> so these are the kind of things that are happening. Another, I had had many, many dream visits and, and I do know the difference because dreams are very wonky. They're all over the place. And and I had some crazy ones in the beginning and I've had a lot of nightmares in the beginning. I have a lot of like lucid, very vivid dreams and I'm not even a good sleeper, but my husband and I were supposed to um, renew our vows for our 15th anniversary. That was the plan. We had gotten married in Gatlinburg and for the 15th, we were gonna go back and renew our vows. Well, we never made it to the 15th because he had passed, uh, I think it was it was just our 12th wedding anniversary and we've been together 16 years. And so I was really upset about that because that was special to me and I wanted to do that. And so I had talked about it with the group that I belong to and I had asked Suzanne Giesman, the medium, if it's possible, you know, to um, to do that. 
And she said, whatever could be created in consciousness can be. And so I said, okay, well, I got some ideas from the group, but I'm sure you know that some of the better evidential mediums, some of them are, you know, they're expensive, you know, for what they do. And not all of us can really afford to do that a lot. So I've been very lucky that I've been gifted uh, with three very evidential mediums. So I was very lucky. I have some really good girlfriends who've really been amazingly um, uh, kind and, you know, who've gifted me those for birthdays and things like that. So I was very lucky for that reason. Um, but I, for myself, I wasn't going to do that. So I just, um, I had started using a pendulum a while ago. And I know there are some mediums that use pendulum. I don't mess with Ouija boards and things like that. Absolutely not. Not my thing. Don't do it. Don't trust it. Pendulum is pretty much our energy. And I know uh, one well-known medium, another Suzanne, she explained that what happens is our, our loved ones, or you can use your own self or like you say, Jeff, your higher self or your perfect self or whatever to answer questions for your future or whatever. I don't use it for that. I use it to communicate with my husband. And so she said they, t- they use our energy to answer questions and you keep it simple. I use yes, no, I don't know. And then I have one for, I love you. And <clears throat> I had asked him through pendulum if he still wanted to renew our vows and he said yes. And so I had to figure out how I was gonna do and I figured I would just do it myself and just talk to him because I talk to him all the time, every day, all the time. And what happened was um, last year, so we would have had our 15th in June. And this, this was in March. It was a little bit before that when I had mentioned it through the group and whatnot. And they had given me some ideas of, you know, mediums that I could use, maybe who could do it for us. I chose not to do that, but I had had a dream on, I think it was March. Um, it was March, I think around the 13th. And what happened was it was, it was like a Sunday morning. It was like early in the morning. I had this dream and I know that it was, it was a visit. I know it was. My husband came to me and in this dream visit, he had a diamond ring and there was a box with two gold bands. It's very symbolic. It means wedding, vows. And in this dream, he actually he actually renewed his vows to me. Not the traditional vows, not the ones we say, you know, when we get married at the altar or whatever. He renewed them to me in his own words. I couldn't tell you 100% now, you know, exactly what they were, but it was it was something along the line of making promises to do things better and to not do things that he had done in the past. It was his own way of renewing his vows. And it was, I mean, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, 
I remember after hugging him and I could feel his, I could feel him, physically feel him. And he felt really thin to me. Now my husband was 6'2". He was tall and thin because I fattened him up a little bit over the years of marriage because you know how that'll do it. But they say a lot of times that when we cross, typically we'll go to an age, and I know you've heard this before, where we felt our best, you know, physically, where we are the happiest in our life. And, and I think typically that's probably around the 30s is what I'm going to say. And from my experiences, um, from what other people have experienced, I think we go back to around the 30s. Now, when I was first with my husband, I'm, I'm about 13 years older than he was. So when I first met him at that age, he was really thin. And so I said to him in this dream, I said, wow, I said, you know, you feel really thin. I said, are, are you eating at all? And he goes, no, not really. <laughs> he said, no, not really. And then that was, that was it, but it was so tangible. I mean, I could feel him. There were some other things that happened also in that, but when I woke up, I was, I didn't know whether to cry out of happiness or I was just blown away. I just was blown away because it was so real. And I know that he came to me to renew his vows. Well, when I turned my phone on and looked at my phone as so many of us in such a bad habit of doing that in the morning, I had a message from a girlfriend of mine who she and I both, we, we both used to have a daycare business on Long Island and had, hadn't seen her in several years, but we both ended up divorced and remarried just about the same time. Her husband is still with her. Well, I get this message from her and I had it up here before and of course I lost it now. She must have sent it. She must have sent it to me the night the night before because it was about it was about eight o'clock at night. Now I had this dream in that that same night, but in the morning, Sunday morning. So she had sent this to me Saturday, but I didn't know that because I had gone to bed. And I get this dream from her. I just couldn't even believe it. She said, hi, Mindy, I have a message for you. Last night I had a dream. Although I didn't see Keith's face, I knew it was him. He had a beautiful bouquet of white roses for you. He wanted to show them to me to make sure that you would like them. They were so pure, white, and beautiful. I hope that has some special meaning to you. Know that you're in my thoughts and I love you. Jeff, I couldn't even believe it. It was, I just woke up from this dream where he renews his vows. He gives me a diamond. There's two gold wedding bands. And she gets this dream visit the night before. It, it actually happened Friday night, but she didn't tell me about it until Saturday. And I didn't get it until after I actually had the dream visit. You can't make this up. I mean, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. I was, it was, it was, for me, it was a total confirmation. 
when I spoke to her and she went into length about it, because that's all we talked about on Messenger, she actually, we actually had a phone conversation. She told me that the, the roses, she said, first of all, she said that she didn't see his face and that she saw the back of him, but she knew it was him. She knew it. She just knew it was a knowing and she knew his voice and she knew the flowers were for me. He said they were. And she said that they were in this little box that was like four inches, like long box, but she goes, she didn't even know how they could fit in there without being completely squashed. But it was just, it was just amazing. I was just blown away. And when I spoke to her on the phone that night, the static came right through. The double signature static that he's been doing ever since, he still does it. I still get it all the time. That was another confirmation. So that was that was one of the most profound and amazing. I mean, it was amazing. And, you know, these are the kind of things that have happened to me. So what started to happen a few months after his transitioning, I started to feel, now you got to remember in the beginning, you're talking about two years of really bad grief, but the first year was really, really bad for me. Um, I started to feel a sensation, physical sensation in my head. And it almost felt like, and it's, I sound funny saying this, but it almost felt like bugs, little bugs crawling, little bugs crawling, like little movement. And at first I thought I was crazy. I was like, I thought I had lice or something. Like, where would I get that from? There's no, there's nobody here. I don't have any small children here that live here. And I, I, I started to feel this and it started happening um, several times. And I got nervous at first because, so my mother, my, I lost my mother. She had passed when she was 52. So she died pretty young and she had had a brain tumor. And so I started thinking, oh my God, you know, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe something's physically wrong with me that I'm starting to feel like sensations. And I got really scared at first. So when I had my reading about eight months after with um, Suzanne, I had asked her when she said, do you, you know, do you have any questions? I had said to her, yeah. I said, I need to know. Because um, I, had, I had a feeling that it was him, but I had never experienced this in my life before. So I didn't, I didn't know. I said, is, is, it, is it him? Is he touching me? Is, is it, am I feeling him? Is, is he doing this? you know, these things that I'm feeling. And she said, <laughs> he just said, who else would it be? <laughs> and don't be scared. That's, that's what he said. And I said, no, I'm not. But I needed to know for myself because I really started to think that there was something wrong with me. After that, um, I would start to ask him, okay, First of all, I was meditating and I had taken, I had taken a couple of courses um, on mediumship, not because I want to be a medium. I probably could be if I wanted to, but that's not my calling. I did this because I wanted to learn how to raise my vibration enough to be able to communicate more with my husband, who was my everything. He was the love of my life and my everything. And so basically that's why I took the courses and the webinars and read all the books and 
educated myself the best that I could. Um, yeah, so I would ask, like, listen, so if that's really you and you can do that, can you, can I feel you touch my cheek then? Can I, you know, can I, I would ask for something else and I would get it. Now it didn't happen every single time, but 90% of the time I would start to feel, I would start to feel a sensation. And as time went by, Jeff, I started getting physical sensations of electric energy. And the best way I can describe it to you, because I think you'll probably understand this, is you know what a TENS machine is, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I've had to use them in the past because I was a long distance runner for many years and I have a lot of injuries. I've also had four fractures in my feet. I've used a TENS machine in the past and you know how you started off very slowly with the um, little bit of voltage, whatever's in there, it's a little bit of electric volt. And then, you know, you increase it to what you can handle to help, I guess, with your muscles, um, stimulate your muscles. It's almost, it almost feels like that. It almost feels like that little tingling of energy. And, and it would, there were times when it actually felt like little shocks. Like it, it wasn't painful, but it'd just be like a little, ooh, you know what I mean? Like a little bit of that. But that's the best way that I can describe some of the physical feelings that I get from him. And I always know when he's standing around me or he's right next to me or he's physically touching me because the muscles in my legs will start to like spasm, like just gently, just very gently, they'll start to move. And then I'll feel that physical sensation. And then I'll feel this the tingling. I have actually felt his kiss, Jeff, uh, during meditation. I have actually been able to feel that tingling, that very subtle tingling on my lips. I'll, and I can always know when he's right there close because I'll feel it on, on my jaw and my cheek. I will feel the sensation of the energy. And so as, as time went by, I started getting more and more um, of the physical sensations. I mean, I can get in bed at night and I know he's laying right next to me. I can feel him. I can physically feel him. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I never in my life ever dreamed or thought that it could be possible, that these things could be possible. I, it, I, listen, I always believed there was something after my mother passed back in 83, I, I know that she came back to the house after she, she passed because I could feel a whoosh of air come through the kitchen, just a big whoosh of air. It came, it went around, and then it left. And then I could smell her. I, I would get her sense of uh, her, her perfume, things like that. When we were, uh, her funeral, there were four or five of us in the limo, her sisters, my father and sister and I. And when we got onto the street where the road where my mother was being buried, all of us, every one of us smelt that overwhelming smell of cologne. It came out of nowhere. And none of us were wearing any because in the Jewish 
tradition, you don't wear perfume, you cover your mirrors. It, it's not about vanity when your loved one dies. So no one was wearing cologne, perfume, anything. But when we got to my mother's, the street that where her, she would be laid to rest, we all smelled it. So I did, I did, that was my first experience in my, in my life with um, knowing that there was something more. Um, but so since then, like I said, I've had amazing, amazing physical sensations from my husband. I feel him first thing in the morning when I wake up, sometimes I wake up four or five times at night. I can feel him. I feel him right next to me. I feel him touching me, my hair. I can feel my leg muscles, that energy. And it's, it's amazing. I'm so grateful that he's able to give me as many gifts as he, he's been able to get me because I know that there's a lot of people who are grieving, who want so much to connect with something, whatever their, their partner, their spouse, their mother, father, their child, whatever they can get. And sometimes, sometimes they don't feel it or they're not able to, or it could be on your side, it could be on their side. I think they have to learn just like we have to learn here. But I have been so lucky and blessed to be able to get the amount of gifts and synchronicities and signs from my husband that I have. The most amazing thing of all that's, that's happened to me um, since his pass, passing, and it only happened once, it's only happened one time. So for as long as he's been gone, I have asked him if he was able to materialize, to, to show himself to me, because there was so many times, Jeff, when I was on the floor sobbing and begging to see him, to hear him, to be able to hear something. I'm My clear audience isn't quite as good as my clear sentences because I still have trouble with the difference between my own thoughts and his. I've, I've gotten them, but sometimes I'm stubborn that way and I'm thinking, you know what, because it's in my voice, it's gotta be me that's saying it, but we have to trust and believe and it's a knowing. So what happened was on November 23rd of 21, was the night before Thanksgiving, I had gone to bed and I was kind of struggling with Thanksgiving. I'd struggled with the holidays since he passed. I couldn't even deal with the holidays the first year. It was, it was brutal for me. So the holidays are still a really hard time for me, but I, I get through them a lot easier now because I know that he's with me. But this, this was the night before, and my son and his wife had invited me to go to my, my daughter-in-law's uh, cousin's house. She was making a big dinner, and they wanted me. They didn't want me to be alone, and I really wasn't sure if I was ready to go. I really didn't know if I wanted to go, but I said, listen, I need to think about it. I'm sorry, but I'll have to give you an answer in the morning. It really depends on how I feel in the morning. So that night, I went to bed. And since my husband's passed, I go to bed really early because I don't have a lot of a life anymore. So I'm in bed usually by 8, 8.30 at night. I don't go to sleep that early, but I get in bed pretty early. I'm also up very early. I have two animals that I have to take care of. So I went to bed and I fell asleep and I was dreaming. And in my dream, I had 
a sensation. Um, I, 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 I want to word it correctly. I had um, a, a feeling, a knowing I had to wake up. It was just, you have to wake up and you have to do it now. And it just literally, I can't tell you what I was dreaming about, but it was a feeling, get up and get up now. And I woke up just like that. And I literally, I must, I was on my side, sleeping on my side. And I literally whipped my head around like Linda Blair and the exorcist, <laughs> whipped my head around. And I kid, Jeff, I kid you not. I, I tell you this, honest to God. There was a figure sitting at the end of my bed on the right side, on his side. Actually, I'm sorry. If you're looking straight on my bed, it would be the left side. I sleep on the right side. I whip my head around and it was, now, let me just explain this. I can't sleep in the dark since my husband passed. When he was here, I could, no problem. I have to have a nightlight on in my bathroom. And what I do is I just keep the door, I don't know what you call it, ajar a little bit, you know, like about this much so that there's some light so it's not totally black in my bedroom because I'm a big scaredy cat. So there was a little bit of light. It wasn't totally dark, but it wasn't to where I could see crystal clear. But I saw enough to see someone was sitting at the edge of my bed and they were, they, I had my head turned and I know it was my husband, hundred percent. I know it was. And he had his head turned also looking at me. Now, I, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't have the door open a little more where it would have been a little bit lighter, where I could have seen a little bit better, but I could see, I could see, I knew tall, thin. I, I, I just knew it, it was annoying, but at first I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> my heart was jumping out of my skin. I mean, you know, I live alone. Yeah. I'm like, you know, waking up at, it was 1130 at night. I saw the clock. It was 1130. It scared me at first, it startled me because, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I'd ask for this every single day. What happened was it literally lasted seconds. It was seconds. And then it, it kind of, um, it kind of floated up and dissipated. That's the best way I could describe it. And, and it literally was seconds. Jeff, I was wide awake. I was not sleeping. hundred percent. I was not sleeping. I was wide awake. Um, I was so like freaked out, but excited. <laughs> I was excited because I knew it was him. I had to just like contain myself. I got up, I went in the bathroom. I was like shaking, like my heart was like, you know, palpitating and, and beating. And I just had to calm down. So I took a few deep cleansing breaths. I calmed myself down. And I could feel my husband. I could feel his presence. I could feel him touching me. I knew that I knew that I knew that it was him. I got out the pendulum, 1130 at night, didn't care. Said my invocation. I said my white light prayer. I called my husband just to communicate with me. 
I just needed to hear from him that it was him, which I already knew. And sure enough, yeah, it was. But it was, it was unbelievable. There is not one ounce of doubt in my mind that we go on, not an ounce of doubt. Now, I have not ever been able to get that again, and I've asked, and I have asked him if he would be able to do it again, and he, he said he would, but I asked him, I, I, I know that it takes a tremendous amount of energy for them to do that. Now, I know a lot of some of the very well-known mediums and people in the field, metaphysical and spiritual field, will tell you. There are many evidential mediums, and I'm talking like the best of the best, that don't see spirit. They don't see spirit. They get images, they get, they, um, get thoughts, signs, they have their own signal uh, signals, but not all of them see, see mediums. It's kind of rare, actually. And it doesn't happen a lot, and it doesn't happen to a lot of people. And I know that if my husband could do it more, he would. But I just don't think he's able to because it takes a tremendous amount of energy. And I've asked him that, and he has said, yes, that it does. But it was, it was unbelievable, Jeff, unbelievable, truly. Mindy, thank you for sharing your experiences with us. It appears to me that there are too many synchronicities and coincidences for it not to be him near you. Can you tell us more what happened or what did Susan Giesman reveal to you when she did a session for you? Sure. Oh, that was a really hard time for me because it was in the, this was probably um, seven, eight months maybe. Um, and I was very lucky to get that, as I said, and I won't go into how that happened, but I was very blessed to be able to have that. And she's a very amazing lady. Um, well, first off, it, was, it wasn't the first reading I had. I had had a reading. My sister had gifted me a reading from a woman on Long Island who her and her sister are known as the Psychic Sisters. And they do their thing. So it wasn't the first one I had. I had actually had one and another small one by another well-known medium, but a small one in a group. So I had had, I had had some things prior to Suzanne. She, um, I actually have it taped. I watched it several times, but um, it was amazing, amazing. He explained to her about his, um, she would do this, his mood swings. She felt depression. She felt the anxiety. And I've had this every reading, Jeff, that I've ever had. And again, I've had at least four very evidential, three well-known evidential who were all gifted to me. I've been so lucky because I cannot afford to do it myself. They've all pretty much said the same thing. The depression, the anxiety was overwhelming for him, coupled with alcohol. So 
my husband had lost his parents, I think it was four years prior to his passing and five months apart. It was devastating for him. It was, they were so close together and the first was so unexpected. And it was really a hard time for all of us, but really hard time for him. And then he, then we lost our dog, literally, which was like his child. He loved that dog, I think more than me sometimes. And that happened like the day, the day after my father-in-law passed. It was brutal, brutal. My husband was a quiet man. You know, me, I'm very outgoing. I can share and talk about my feelings and things. You know, I think it's harder for men sometimes, but he wasn't as good of a communicator here on this side. I think now he is. I think he's a lot better now than he was. Um, but I think he struggled and he didn't choose to get the help that he needed. He tried. He actually, uh, in a few of the readings, I was told that he said, maybe I should have tried a different medication. He did one time try medication. He didn't like the way he made, made him feel and he took himself off and he never did anything about it. He never went back on or tried something different or, or anything like that. So, but I've heard it from pretty much every single reading I've had that the the depression and the anxiety anxiety level that he felt was off the charts and let me put it to you this way how it was explained to me and this wasn't Suzanne's this was another another reading this is how it was explained to me that night he he almost had two sides, Jeff. He almost had like, he was a great guy and I was madly in love with him and I still am to this day, always will be. But he also had a dark side. He had demons for sure. And he had a little bit of anger management issue and he could go from this to this sometimes in just seconds if something ticked him off or you know I said the wrong thing or it could be various different reasons and I know he had struggled with these demons because I think he really tried to put them in the closet for years but they'd pop out they'd pop out and then he'd put them back in and I think he thought that he could handle this and he he, he tried to uh, apparently for probably most of his life because I'm pretty sure these things came way before he and I were together. And um, I'm actually writing, uh, I've been working on a manuscript that I'm hoping eventually will be a book and the whole story's in there. So God willing that ever happens for me. And if it doesn't, you know what? It was great for my healing process anyway. It was good for me anyway to journal it all. But how it was explained to me was that night, when he got to the point that he got to, he went to the other side and he couldn't get back. He was able to get back in the past, but that night he couldn't. And it it there was that was it. There was there was no there was no reality here now anymore. It was total um, I don't want to say insanity. But he just 
oh, gosh, I'm, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong words, but he just, he wasn't rational. He wasn't thinking rational. And the fact that he had alcohol in his system, I truly believe that it's so much easier to do that when you're under the influence than when you're sober. And so that's kind of how it was explained to me, but it's always been the same thing. He had such bad anxiety in life when he was here. It was hard to live with sometimes. You know, we all have our stuff. I have my stuff. We, we, you have your stuff. We all do. But he had really, really bad anxiety. And I think that he struggled with depression, especially since the loss of his folks. And excuse me, the, the dog that was like his child. And I just don't think he really knew how to cope with it. And I think it just kept getting buried more and more. And it just kept coming out in other ways. And, and you know, the alcohol was really just in a way to anesthetize, you know, the feelings and whatnot. But that had spiraled the last, since his folks died. You know, he was a beer drinker. I mean, I drink wine. I love my wine. But I don't do the heavy stuff. I don't drink the heavy stuff. I don't like the way it makes you feel. But he was always a beer drinker and he had started going to the heavier stuff in the, you know, after his parents had passed. And then it just, it started to get, I, I started to see the pattern and it just got heavier and heavier. And so at the end, like I said, that, that was in his system that night. Um, but the evidence that she had brought through was just amazing. I mean, you, there's no way she didn't know me. I mean, there's all of the readings, there's things. One reading that I had, actually, I told you about the blue feather story, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you know who the psychic lawyer is? I know of him, I believe. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. I actually had a reading with him that was gifted to me for my birthday. And in towards the end of the reading, he had told me a bunch of stuff that was very true. And he didn't know he didn't he didn't know anything because it was gifted through a friend. He just had my first name and my email. And he said, he just shouted out blue feather. Does that mean something to you? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. It was crazy. He couldn't know that. Blue feather. I mean, of all the things, you know, he said something about a, a blue, a, a blue pinto. That was the first car I ever had. He could never know that. And I didn't even know that my husband remembered that. that. So, you know, I mean, some of the things that it, it, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you just can't. You know, people can say you can Google somebody. You can find out some things on Facebook. First of all, my page is private, but there are ways to find out certain things about a person. But there are certain things that there's no way they could know. There's certain things that only you would know. Um, Suzanne mentioned something about a bird hitting a window or uh, something something to do with a, 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 a dead bird hit, hitting a window or something like that. And days before that, I had gone outside and there was a dead bird laying by my front door. Now, it might have been a cat got it. I, do, I don't know. But things like that, because she asks for them to um, give a uh, something that happened, a current event, something recent. She did this. He's doing this. 
did you have bu a bug or something in your house or something? And I'm thinking about, he knew I hate bugs more than anything. And I thought about it and it was like a day or two before I had a, you know what a skink is? Those a what? Lizards? A skink. It's like a, a lizard. It was stuck to the sticky pad in my garage that I keep so that baby snakes and things, because we have copperheads and poisonous snakes here too. And I was trying so gently to get it off without killing it. That's what he was talking about. I know. So, I mean, there's, I have so many stories. When and what is the most recent synchronicity or coincidence that has happened? Oh my goodness. I mean, like yesterday, today, this week. Um, oh, oh, yes. Oh my God, Jeff. <laughs> I was going to tell you about this at the end. This is amazing. So I told you with the first feather I ever had, say I get excited because you know what? I struggled for so long that it feels good to actually be able to smile again and laugh and have some kind of joy. So the first um, feather that I had gotten, um, the hawk feather, we have red, red tail hawks here. I hadn't gotten, I have gotten other birds of prey feathers and I have gotten other hawk feathers and uh, vultures, the black vultures. I have them, I have them all displayed downstairs. And I had said to Keith, I said, you know, it's been a really long time since you gave me, you know, like a, a big hawk feather or something, because he knows how much I love those birds. And this happened yesterday, Jeff. <laughs> That's why when you said that, I was like, I was saving that for the end. So I had to go out yesterday to the store in the morning and I went to this um, store where I like to buy some of my organic produce. And so when I got out of the car and walked in, I didn't see anything. But when I came out, um, I put my things in the trunk. And then, of course, I was going to push the cart. I never leave a cart in a parking lot. I'm one of those people that, you know, it's my OCD. I got to put it back where it came from. So. I went to push the cart and I saw this big, this long thing laying between my car and the uh, where you put the carts back. And I just couldn't believe it. Jeff. Hmm. Jeff, 14 inches long. That's a red tail hawk feather. This was yesterday. Okay, is that soon enough for you? That's cool. <laughs> and you know why he did it? He did it because he knew I was Zooming with you today. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to be posting this video in a couple of days. And I hope that I find a feather between now and then that I can post the picture along with the video. I mean, if I don't, if I don't, it, I'm not negating or it doesn't mean that none of this is real. I'm just hoping that I will find something. I think that would be really cool. And I'm going to ask that you do. And do you have, do you have guides that you... Because I have guides. Supposedly everybody does, but it, do. and if I do, I I don't I have not communicated with them that I know of yet. Put it out there. Just put it out there to the universe, and I will mm -hmm. put it out there for you. But that's that would be absolutely amazing. Um, the other thing too is you had asked me recent. Okay, so so uh, Valentine's Day. So what happened was about two weeks ago. Um, two, not this past week, the Thursday before I had taken a fall outside, twisted my ankle, cut my knee open, bruised myself all over. 
just going to get the mail. And um, so my ankle was really bad for a couple of days. I was scared. I was thinking, oh, here we go. Fracture number five, because I have osteoporosis, but I'm pretty sure it's not. It, it was just really twisted. So for a couple of days, I babied it. I iced it. I did everything I could and stayed off of it, which is really hard for me because I'm not one to sit on a couch. I, I have to take, that's my, my meditation is getting out and walking, being in nature, just getting out of the house. This is how I, this is what helps me to deal with my life, really, to be honest. So I wasn't able to walk for about five days. And on Valentine's Day, you know, Valentine's Day for me, you know, that's a hard day too. But I promised myself this year that I was going to get through it with some joy. And I knew I could feel my husband Valentine's morning stronger than ever stronger than ever. I could feel his energy. And it started first thing in the morning and I could feel him throughout the day. I had to go out in the car. I felt him in the car. And by the way, in a reading, I was told, and it's the truth. Every time you get in that car and you throw your purse on that seat, he's sitting right there. And every time I get in the car, whether it's to go to the grocery store, to go see my son an hour and a half away, wherever, I can feel him. I can physically feel feel him in the car. So on um, Valentine's Day, I, I wanted really badly. It was a beautiful day here, warm and beautiful. And I wanted to walk and I was worried about my foot, but I said, okay, I'm just going to go slow and just, take, just do a small, you know, one around the block kind of thing. And the walk that I typically go on, um, I actually cut down a street before, prior to it, just because it's a little shorter and I didn't want to overdo the first day I was walking on it again. So while I'm walking down the street, and Jeff, I talk to myself out loud sometimes, <laughs> I do, and I talk to Keith out loud, and I was talking to him and I said, hey, listen, he had, hadn't given me a feather in a while. They slowed down a lot. And in the winter too, I think it's harder for them to manifest it. Uh, but I said, look, it's Valentine's Day. I said, it would be amazing if you could just leave me a feather, just one, just leave me a feather today. And as I'm saying that, as I am speaking the words, I am on the sidewalk and right here is grass and here's the street and there's four, I have them, I should have brought them in here, four feathers. They're about this big. I can't tell you what kind of bird they're from because I'm not, you know, I don't know. Four of them, not one, four feathers laying on the side of the street right there. So I picked them up, my tissue. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I brought them home. I always wash them really good, you know, because, you know, birds carry things. And I was blown away because that was a Valentine's gift to me. So that's. Those are two new synchronicities. Now, you mentioned that you're in a group that is, I think, called Love After Life. Mm -hmm. And people may want to reach out to you after this podcast and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Yeah, sure. What's sure. the best way to contact you? Um, they can messenger me on Facebook, and that's under Mindy Silverman Loftus. Or they can email me at uh, 58mermaid at gmail.com. Very simple, 58mermaid, gmail.com. Mindy, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? I can. 
And I thought you were going to ask me what inspires me. <laughs> um, yes, I truly believe that death is not the end. I, I do. And I do believe that we are souls having a human experience. I believe we go on. I believe that there is nothing stronger than love, that it's the strongest emotion that there is. I believe it's eternal. I believe our, our souls are eternal. I just, I believe we don't die. Just our, just this rental goes back. We go back home after this rental is, is, is finished. And the other thing too, I want to say is it, grief, it's, it's horrible. And it is the hardest emotion that we humans have here on this earthly plane. And if you are struggling or grieving, you've lost someone and it doesn't matter how you lost them. However, reach out, you know, don't, don't isolate, don't go through it alone. There are support groups. There are people who have gone through similar things. Don't isolate, don't be alone with it, you know, reach out and, 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 you know, take from people what they can give you at that time. If it's just an ear or a flower and be kind because, and I know this is cliche, Jeff, and I know that you've had many guests who have said it in the past, how you, what you say to somebody at the grocery store, anywhere, anywhere, the words that you say to a person for some people could mean the difference between life and death. It's so important, so important to be kind, just to be kind and to treat people the way you want to be treated, you know, and just know that we go on and our loved ones, they're there. Even if you don't feel them or see them, you got to open up more. You got to raise your vibration. You got to be open. If you're not open, you're probably not going to get it. So yeah, that's what I would say. Mindy, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was fun. I appreciate it. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.